As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Welcome to our latest edition to Walk in Victory podcast. Today's guest, Matt Boyle, is the CEO and founder of Online to Offline O2O, a company dedicated to helping businesses increase their lead generation activities, optimize their sales conversions and maximize their profits. Listen in as Matt shares with us how his use is a portion of his income to help combat human trafficking. Now here's our host, Naran Tillman. Bam. The new... Good. I don't know what time or when you're <laughs> or listening, but it's your boy, Neron Tillman. And we're back again with another Walking Victory podcast. And I'm excited. It's the summer. Well, is it the summertime yet? Kinda. I was always confused about that. Like when the summer start and spring in, but I know it's hot. <laughs> and and um, let me tell you guys something. We're in the middle of remodeling our, our um, studio. Our, podcast studio and we're in um going to actually separate our youtube page so i haven't been putting stuff up on youtube because i've been putting it up under the church's page and we're going to separate the walk in victory youtube and the church's youtube so that we can have two um separate things and we're going to be launching an nft project what yeah that should be up and ready to go um in the fall so just because you, you didn't see us moving doesn't mean that we have been inactive. And um, we're excited about all of these projects because all of these projects generate revenue. If you haven't gotten your t-shirts yet, please do. Um, um, the link is in the bio, your walk in victory t-shirts. We're gonna come out with, we're gonna create a whole um, NFT design for the t-shirts. And, and we're also gonna be doing um, um, creating more designs and if you're a designer and you want to um, partner with us and you have some design ideas consented around walking victory we're always looking for fresh new faces fresh new ideas um we might not be able to pay you like everyone else can in the beginning but i bet you if you bet on this horse you'll be just fine i'm so excited about i guess today um because um 
really when when we started the podcast and I'm, i've always said this and, and i say it not not bragging i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know what i was doing um I just turned on the mic and our shows are horrible and then we found our voice and i found our um, um what they called our talking points or our um, topics of influence and before I would come on and I would talk about the Mets because I'm a, a Mets enthusiast. And then I would come talk about the Jets and I'm a Jets enthusiast. And I, then some days I'll be talking about war and war and drugs. And then I was talking about Chicago drill rappers. And then I was talking about, and, and you know, the show didn't really have any aim. And then I took the class um, and, it, and it showed me, and, that, and as a public speaker, I, I should have really knew because this is just like um, talking in the mic, but it's talked about topics of influence. And I had to really sit down with myself and say, what are the things that I want to be known for discussing? And what kind of guests that I want to be known? And this is a solo show, but it's really not a solo show because I don't really do solo shows. It's more of an interview show. I'm an avid Howard Stern listener, and I think that he's the best interviewer in the world. So I've been listening to him interview for so many years, and I've taken away from um, from some of those nuances and how he allows his guests to talk and how he uh, makes them feel comfortable enough to talk about stuff that they really wouldn't feel comfortable enough. But then he also, when he moved from transition from terrestrial radio to um, satellite radio, he had more time and he gave his guests more time. And when the person has more time to talk, they you get the best out of them. So I wanted to mirror that. I wanted our guests to have the best time to sit down and really just talk about the stuff that they really like and desire. And Shaili is here today. And hey. so <laughs> no, because I'm excited because your your topic, your topic is to be unforgettable in a hundred days. Why would you choose a hundred days? <laughs> <laughs> Are you asking me because that came from uh one of the, I, I manage a, a coaching community where we had like dozens and dozens maybe hundreds of ladies that I was coaching on LinkedIn and one person was like oh 100 days having a timeline and usually a lot of my work that I do with clients is 100 days and they show off uh the things they didn't realize were so special about them that are going to help their potential clients be like hey I need you uh come be my musician come be my pastor at my church come do an interview come be a speaker right whatever it is we make it really really clear to show off who they are on the internet so that other folks can really feel that joy that i get to have like with you right now because we get to interact with each other not everyone gets to do that with their network and yet your content what you put out can help you do that so i always say 100 days is a great place to start because that's how long it takes to really shift how you approach these things and really get it <laughs> so what are you looking at now in terms of how the internet is shifting you know we have the web 3.0 coming. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we have um, NFTs and 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 and, and the church NFTs. I'm still I'm still ringing on that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> because see now you can you can transfer anything into an NFT. So okay. you you take the you take the sermon and you put the artwork over oh. the sermon. Yeah. So the artwork comes. So every package is is different. And if people want to be motivated, so you don't put the whole sermon on. I can't really give you all of it. I, somebody have my project up. <laughs> but we sat down and we really looked at the NFT market and we was like, all right, how are we going to penetrate it? And then yeah. for me, being an African-American male coming out of New York City, I wanted to be one of the leaders in the NFT thought process because most of the people that are Ooh. 
are doing it or don't look like us. But then people don't understand the difference between NFTs, uh, metaverse or multiverse, and Web 3.0. And mm-hmm. you're, you're coaching people on social media. How are you preparing them for what's about to come? Ooh. Well, here's, here's what I'll tell you, right, is that there's a lot of social media coaches that uh, I know you're talking about YouTube earlier that teach YouTube or there's people that'll teach TikTok. There's, teacher, there's teachers for LinkedIn and how to do LinkedIn. I Sometimes that's an area of expertise I have. But what people, what matters, I think, more than it helps to keep up to date with the platforms. For me, it's not platform dependent. Okay. It's the people dependent, right? Like there's one of the groups I talked to a few weeks ago, there was a group that was trying to make like Africa centric NFTs. And I was like, hell yeah. And they had different stories of different people and it was beautiful. And I was like, fantastic. And they've cultivated their own community and they want to have like 3000 NFTs in the world. It was very cool. And they've cultivated their own community, right? So even if like NFTs like shift in how they're perceived by society, if they can cultivate those hundred thousand, 2000, whatever people that care about their thing, that doesn't depend on the platform because maybe Twitter is going to be big for NFTs today, but there's going to be another new Web3 platform that's going to be huge tomorrow. And if they can maintain those relationships through email or through other means, text messaging, whatever, then they can really own those relationships forever. So, so it's impenetrable, basically. Yeah. So what are, what are the, the, the ways that people should be thinking about keeping in contact? Because that's that's the important thing that I'm horrible at. And I teach um, I teach social media marketing um, I have a a, a, um, a class called the Mindful Marketer, and the one thing that I wasn't mindful of is for me personally, yeah, I'm a barber that doesn't have a haircut was uh, <laughs> keeping, my, keeping my list. Yes, uh, that's and, it. Keep your list. How? What are you telling people? Why is it important to keep your list and and oh. and, and engage your list? Because I, I have clients that have huge lists, and then they I'm like, when's the last time you sent the email? You are speaking my language here. So this is, we're going to talk the same gospel here, right? I've never been, I haven't gone to church, but I'm like, this is the gospel of marketing. <laughs> so, um, but this is it, right? Is that email marketing. It's funny. Cause I was, my friend is an email marketing coach or whatever. And it was almost like, it was cute. I went to one of her sessions cause I was like trying to learn more. And she's like, yeah, well, email marketing is better than social media. I'm like, what kind of war are you trying to start here? Like, are you trying to make us fight? Like what's happening? And then she made the best point, which I think is what you're alluding to is that, when you have people's emails, you own those emails basically forever unless they get rid of that email account, right? If, if, if Facebook kicks you off, you're gone. If Twitter kicks you off, you're gone. If TikTok was your biggest platform and their algorithm kicked you off and you don't have those, like I have a cousin that has like 400,000 followers on TikTok. If they boot him overnight, he has very few of their emails and that network is completely gone. So that's like weirdly the thing that I want everyone to do is like capture their emails, maybe their phone number, but like you have to be very careful with it. Rather get their email so you can own them forever. And ideally that'll help you find them if the platforms change, right? And it doesn't matter if you have a million of them, you know, if you can make 200 people happy, 100 people happy, that can sometimes can be more valuable than having, you know, 20,000 people that you bought on a mailing list and only, you know, 1% opens it right? So that's the biggest thing. Know who those people are. If anything, have their names and details. So whatever the platforms exist of 10 years from now, you can look them up. I told this to, uh, I have a, like, uh, I have a personal trainer at Planet Fitness. If you have a Planet Fitness near you, sometimes they have free personal training. It's amazing. (laughs) And he was my trainer through there, right? So he was part of their package. So I got to know him over the course of years. And I said, you know, he's switching gyms. He moved to Texas. I'm in Chicago. And I said to him, like, you know, the 20 people, the 30 people that are obsessed with you here in Chicago, like you don't owe us anything. You don't have to keep in touch with us. But if you ever decide to make, to become an influencer with fitness, we are going to be your first 20 people that are going to love and adore you. 
I told him before you leave this gym, write down all of our names, maybe your emails, whatever you're allowed to take and like, hold on to it because you might need it one day. Uh, I, I think this is a weird thing about me. Like I think of every person that I've connected with on Facebook as someone who's a potential follower in the next 10, 15, 20 years of my life, because we're staying in touch through this medium. And if I do something cool, or the, my favorite part is when they see me on TV randomly, because I've been filmed for something. Cause I love being, I don't know. I love being on TV. They're like, Oh, Shiley, I saw you. And it's always random people from my network that like, I forgot about because they can see me. Right. It's those relationships that you cultivate. I know with the church community, right? It's like there's relationships, there's bonds, there's all that stuff that applies to the internet, right? And the platforms will change, but those relationships can outlive any social media platform. And those emails sometimes often can too. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, you all something. So I'm, I'm monetized on Facebook, um, on one of my pages. And I got flagged for using my own content. There's, <sighs> like, there's like, we find that you're using someone else's content or some some stuff like they said in the game. and uh, I challenged it and uh, it came back like no I'm like it's my it's me <laughs> like, I, I don't I'm not being narcissistic I only do reels of me and my guest but how can you flag me for using someone else's content when I only use me yep yep it's a real thing. They can mess with you. And they can mess with you. And and what happens is if you're if you're if your finances is connected to those platforms. Oh yes. It, it so let's talk about that a little bit because a lot of people are so dependent on these social social yep. platforms. The, 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 Instagram Rude Awakening 2022. I, <laughs> I was trained that the social platform is to build is is a is a vehicle to remove the people off the social platform and bring them to your platform. You could, you could, you could. It's it's a place to grow those relationships and build it's, the yeah. context. Yeah. Um, and granted, let's say you have a thousand people on Instagram and maybe a hundred of those people want to get on your email list. They're really warm. And then maybe 10 of those people buy your thing, like fine. Like that's not crazy unreasonable, right? Not every person wants everything, but it's a way for them to keep staying in touch with you and be educated by you. So it's the other hard part is that you can't, it's hard to do these things in isolation. They, they all are one piece of the puzzle, right? Yes. But if you try to focus on all the pieces of the puzzle, you're going to have a part-time job as a social media manager. And that could be your nightmare. And I don't think that's what people want to do. <laughs> so, I started, I started out doing that at first, right? It's hard. I, I started managing local businesses and social media. Oh, you know, doing SEO. Um, and yeah, cause so when, when I, <laughs> The first thing that I ever, the first class that I ever cert, got certified in was email marketing. Oh, huge. Yeah. And and it, it was really, really hard. I had to write all of the um, letters, the, the sequence letters and all of that stuff. So I had to learn oh, about all that. But then I was like, well, that's the end of the thing. I said, so what goes in between? Like what happens before I get to the email? Because then I had to do really? SEO search. And then, so I'm, I'm certified in like, and That's this, I'm huge. A, I'm a Virgo, and we tend to be like anal retentive, and like so. I got certified <laughs> in, in like six different. <laughs> You're good though. That's good skills to have in your yeah, pocket. Yeah, but then what happens is you get a customer, and and everyone says this, and I want you to answer to this. Social media marketing doesn't work. <laughs> this is, but this is the reality, right? Like there's two problems here, right? One is that they don't understand how social media relates to what they already know about business. That's one mm -hmm. problem. The other problem is it, it doesn't work for everybody. I had a client last year 
she's a therapy practice owner. Love her. Adore her. She's wonderful. Um, and she had killer SEO. SEO was bringing her business, but she was like, oh, this social media thing is hot and happening. And her SEO people are not trained educators. I studied education in college. So like, I know how to teach things and explain things to my clients, which is a huge value add for them when they don't understand how these things work. I can, by the way, anybody listening to this, I can explain the shit out of social media to you. This is my language. I'm like swearing with a pastor. Oh, no, I'm fine. so sorry. I, I like uh, <laughs> the potty mouth. I'm going to be mindful. Um, but like, that's they, they, like for her. So I literally told them like, you could pay a social media marketing agency to do this. Is it going to bring you traction right away? I don't think so. Unless you're really passionate about putting out like tips and insights from your therapy practice and like stories without breaking like HIPAA laws and like have tips from your, your team, like, unless you're really putting your heart and soul into it, it's not going to really bring you a lot, especially when you're fighting the algorithms. And she was doing ads and I was like, well, you have an ad, you need to know where to guide people. Right. And she had an okay thing, but I noticed that from her website, she had no email capture form. So for her, I said, before you even get too deep into social media, like have some presence, fine. It's not going to be huge for you, but you need to get your email capture form on your website because now you know, she only gave people two choices. When they get on her website, they either have to become a customer of hers right away, or they or they just go away and, and she can hope and pray that they'll remember them again. So I told her, get your email thing down. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So, so are we going to nerd out right now? Nerd out. Listen, nerd out with me here. I know. Walking victory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Shailee and we're about to nerd out on social media. So so what she was doing is is what she, she was meeting somebody for the first time and saying, marry me. Right. Instead of saying, hey, can I take you to dinner? Or, can we get exactly. some right? and, and that is such a taboo in social media marketing because the, the gold is the gold is in the email. That's what you solicit. I tell people all the time, you cannot sell on social media. You sell. No. Because you, you, it's social. So if every time I see your post, you're selling me something, I'm not going to want to see your post. No. You I'm unfollow, gonna, you unsubscribe. Or, or, it's or true. Press, press, go. <laughs> right? right. So for her, what I have told her that social media was her golden goose. Now, what I do is I like do a video review where I look at my clients and I see everything they do online. I record my first time impressions. I try not to look at any of their social media accounts before I work together. And for her, I, when I saw this problem, I was like, this is what you need to work on first and foremost, because this is where you're losing the most money. Because she said that her, her SEO was her everything, right? So now she has a means of capturing these people that would have gone into the abyss. So yeah, social media was like an option of her, but that's what it is for some of my clients is that I'm telling them not to do social media, depending on what kind of business they have. Like I another client, India matchmaker lady. And she, she has a really good Instagram presence. Like she knows her game on there. She had Instagram PR intern staff members, or she was hired them to like do things. It was wonderful. But I was like, wait, 300 people went to your website. She had the email list capture. 300 people said, I want to learn more about your Indian matchmaking service. And it like, what ended up happening? Like she was not emailing them. And I yelled at her. I was like, you need to email these people. Like you need to tell them because they're literally telling you they're prepared to buy something for you. I think for the last, I don't know, year or two, she's been doing emails and I'm like, bless you. Like, this is great. But for some people, here's the other one. Also a problem that she had, she was focused on Instagram and hoping that random people would find her, which her stuff isn't bad, but she had every type of contact that would be a perfect ideal client for her Indian matchmaking firm on her LinkedIn, yet she wasn't posting a single thing. That's the other part where social media is valuable is that if you're trying to start from zero and you have no network, you have no church constituency, then yeah, it's going to be a real hard time to do stuff. But if you have 200 people that care about you on your LinkedIn, that's where you have money and an opportunity or whatever you're trying to do, your nonprofit donations, whatever you're trying to do. 
that's where you need to speak to your people and you need to tell them what they didn't know they needed. What for her, it was like, give them tips on why you need a matchmaker or what does the process look like? Um, who's best suited for this? Tell me customer stories. And that can illuminate for her people what they could be doing. You yeah. see what I mean? Yes, yes. Because see, where where we, we're speaking the same language. <laughs> yes, we are. I love it. You <laughs> and, get and, it. And, and, and <laughs> where, where people mess up is that they want to sell because we're all sellers at heart. But is social media exactly. is to tell your story. It right? is. So how do you frame that story so that people exactly. can say, "I want to"? You know what? I trust that person. It, um, how exactly. many times? How many times does a person pass your post before they actually? A bunch. Post? Potentially a bunch, potentially less. Depends on how excited they are, right? Yeah. I had I had a lead. This is so fun. And I love her. She's listening. Oh my gosh. I had this lead that I met in, in March and I was leaving town for two weeks. So I was like, I can't really go deep into this. And I was gonna follow up with her, like, you know, after my trip. And a post about me had gone out, like an nonprofit had featured me in their newsletter or whatever. And it went out on LinkedIn. All of my networks saw it. And within a day, I, I got a few emails from people, one including her that was like, Oh, hey, let's connect. And I'm like, how would you have remembered to reach out to me if that article hadn't popped up in your face, right? Is it sometimes, even if they don't read my emails, like they are thinking about me and my existence. And if someone out there is like, I need some sort of social media, you know, I need someone to help guide my social media direction. They can now say, oh yeah, I know the Shiley lady because at least I've been popping up in their head and they know I exist, right? But if I'm your realtor and you haven't seen me in a year or two since we until worked together, I'm not going to remember sale. you. Yeah, so <laughs> yes, and I'm going to add, because you were saying the selling thing is really big because there's a lot more, like I think of like every sales call, right? Like, like for wherever somebody sells, whether it's getting donations for the church or whatever, there's questions that people ask, like, how are you going to use this money? Or, you know, you know, who, what kind of people do you serve? Right. And that's the part where I look at people and they're really boring on the internet. I had a realtor lady that used to do stuff for the bulls in Chicago. And I'm like, why don't you tell people that that's so interesting? One of my first ever clients this is years ago was an interior designer and she understood work-life balance as it relates to your space. And I was like, that makes it so much more specific for interior design. I didn't even know that was an option. And she also had pets. She had cavalier dogs. I was like, tell people about it because now you're going to have work-life balance in your space and you have an understanding of what it's like to have pets in your household, right? That's going to totally influence your design. You want people to get a taste of that. So one of the things I do, I have a video on my website where it's like, here's a 10 plus content ideas to fill up your content for a year. It includes like, give me top three tips, top three mistakes, top, uh, what is it? Give me your story about how you started for business, uh, stories about your clients, like tell me things that I wouldn't know about your space because now you're my expert in that field, right? You're my expert pastor in my, pastor in my life right now because I don't know any other ones. So I'm like, great, you're my expert. So you're basically filling the gaps if you would a phone call, right? Or if you're a podcast guest, right? Like I get this opportunity to talk to you. There's tons of people who have gotten to know you from listening to you, right? It multiplies your conversations with people and that's where the magic lies. It's, it's so funny, everyone. So usually I, I didn't get a chance to change <laughs> So uh, on my uh, on my screen it says Naran Tumor Pastor. That was from Sunday morning, <laughs> but I have service <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> so that's <right. laughs> so I didn't put the one ministry brand stuff up. So to, uh, when you talk <laughs> about branding, no, and 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 I I, I was talking to someone um that that coached um Fortune five hundred companies branding. Fancy. Um yeah, fancy. And and so. one of the things that that I said, well, I always try to separate the walk in victory from the church thing. And, and one of the things that she said, but they're both you, it just is exactly what you're saying. So you can't, you can't separate, you can't separate the <laughs> two without intertwining the two because it would, it would be 
fraudulent of you to be one thing over here and then over here like i'm hey but I, i'm this too so into commingling the two and finding a healthy balance for those people who might not yeah. believe in god right they don't want me to come on one of the things that i did early on during um pandemic time yeah. i never had a what's the name of our when the pandemic first hit i don't know if you can can you still hear me yeah now i can hear you when the pandemic first hit i st- i found myself on a one on walking victory podcast i found myself preaching because i felt like people needed to, to <laughs> but then what i said to to, to my producer is I, I said it's unfair to the audience that we built because they didn't come huh. here to hear me preach so we started walking victory um what, what did i call it walking victory church podcast huh. but the name of my church wasn't walking victory but but i knew I already had Walking Victory, so I wanted to brand off of Walking Victory. And yeah. a lot of my members were like, we can't find a podcast. And one day it dawned on me, I'm like, they can't find a podcast because it's named something totally different than what they're accustomed to. I was trying to be fancy. <laughs> um, talk about being fancy and 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 overthinking your because kiss simplicity is is, is can be uh, really really important. So talk to us about simplicity. Does not have to be complicated. Uh, there's two things I would say with simplicity is you don't have to do as much social media as you think you do. It, like, I think there's plenty of people who just put stuff out constantly. You don't have to do as much as you think. If you can find something you can stick with, think about it like an episode of a TV show. If you're doing it every other week, do it every other week. If you want to do it once a month, which is sometimes what I did, just stick with it. Consistency is huge. I'd rather one really good thing than like five really bad things, but I also don't want you to like do so many good things and then quit because you're it's like New Year's resolutions and it's at the gym. Uh, other thing I would say uh, about simplicity is like, you know, like, like I'll use this example for my life. I hate writing. I don't love writing, but my LinkedIn content has been a lot of writing and I would spend hours editing stuff. And I'm like, that's horrible. Like, why am I wasting my time on this when I should be doing other things for my business growth? And so I like loosened it up and I focused on video because that's what I'm better at. I love talking. That's why I love podcasts too. And so I like shortened my process of writing and I made it easier for me to produce stuff because I knew that people really wanted to watch the videos more than they wanted to see my perfected attempt at writing when that's not my skills, like my skills, right? So there's maybe there's a third thing, like play into the strengths that you have in combination with where your people are. That's how you can keep it really, really simple. So if it's a simple, fun text that you send out every week, I don't know if it's a fun little email because you wrote it, maybe it's a loom video that you mail out or it's um, a live stream. I love live stream. Uh, Like find something that you're good at that you can stick with, because if you don't like doing it, you're never going to stick with it. And then hoard your content, Um, hoard some of it. If you feel it's excited to go, like I have a client that was excited to go on TikTok and she went on every day and then sometimes twice a day. And I was like, dude, you're going to hate TikTok in five minutes. You can make five on the days where you're excited and just like leave them for yourself. That'll be great. Uh, So that's what I'd say about simplicity. Uh, You don't have to make it complicated. Um, the other thing that's really simple that people forget they can do, and this is really the, the, the secret sauce that I've been using for social media for, I don't know, since the beginning of social media times that I've been doing stuff, is thank people. Give them gratitude. If you know that someone is listening to the show all the time, and they love it. Be like, hey, I know you're listening for a show. Have you heard the last episode? Thank you for checking it out or whatever. Like, hey, thank you for being a supporter. I always love when you do that nice thing at church every week. I don't know. Um, the more people the people feel cared about by you as whatever your thing is, 
the easier it is for them to want to be invested in whatever it is you're doing. And this can apply for so many things, whether you're trying to shift careers, whether you're somebody who does fundraising, whether you're, you know, at a church and like somebody is having a really rough time and you reach out to them and just open up the door, right? Uh, this applies in life. Like this is probably in the gospel somewhere. I, I can only imagine, but it works on the internet too. So use gratitude. And that's, even if your content isn't perfect, like people will support you. Oh, so you said you're from Chicago. I am from Chicago. You part of the drill rap game now. Just kidding. Say what happened? Are you part of the drill rap game? Rap, there we go. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, I'm in a gang, which is really fun. We're a comedy gang. So Yo, yeah. hashtag beloved gang. We have a group. We have a handshake. It's a whole bunch of things. So you'd be so, surprised. So Chicago has been going through some some really, really um, um, difficult times. Uh, how have how has you how have you been able to navigate through all of that? Um, just watching it on the news, how have you been able to stay upbeat and positive? And- Chicago's messy. I feel like the the way that other people who are not in Chicago see Chicago. <sighs> I know it's only a few blocks, but it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there is a lot happening in those blocks and i'll tell you this i've never shared this on the air and i i've, I've processed it and made my pieces i was at some friend's house in the south side and they had lived there for like six months um and we were just hanging out having a backyard barbecue whatever and we heard a shooting and i was like oh this just got realer and i've heard gun i heard guns once like five six years ago on like short drive which is like our main highway and it's the middle of the downtown neighborhood too but um, I remember like my friend who lived in a neighborhood nearby was like, hey, like everyone just get down on the ground and it'll all be fine. And I was like, OK, and we did that. And like, you know, it is what it is. But um, well, like you said, it, it is very isolated to a certain part of town. But I could, after asking my friend about what his experience is like growing up in the area, it's like, you know, you kind of have to be vigilant and keep your eye out. Uh, and so, you know, that's something like, you know, my family's from like a country that tends to have war. And it's like, you know what, it is it's just part of life and you have to deal with it. And if I like made every, if I like, you know, felt like so harsh and sad and explosive about it, like I could, but like, I also need to just learn to move on because sometimes this is a way of life for people. And I think what's happening in the United States right now is a lot of people are waking up to like, oh, society's messed up. And this is their first time that they felt that pain. And so they're now only processing it when there's plenty of communities. You know, my parents are immigrants. Like we've had to deal with stuff. And I've seen things that my, my peers were not kids of immigrants have never experienced before. But now they're like, oh my gosh, everything that's happening in the news, it's like affecting me. And it's like, what? it's just, it's very messy. Like, I think people are like, they're ripping the bandaid off of like society sucks when other communities have had to deal with that for years. So there's a lot of mess there. Um, but I think a lot of people where I live are like pretty sheltered from that. Cause you said, it's kind of isolated, but it is yeah. a reality. Yeah. Growing up in a, in a city in New York. Um, oof. so, you know, just, just You've seen it. <laughs> I mean, seeing it and it's kind of like reliving It's almost, it, it reminds me cause I grew up in like the crack era. So it's kind of reminding me Oh man! With, with the meth and well, not meth, or the ambioid crisis and all that stuff. It's like, it's giving me that same kind of vibe, but we made it out. And I'm, I'm pretty sure um, some people get older and, and they'll, they'll change, they'll, they have to make some transformations if they want to continue to live. Yeah. All right. So top three things that we should be doing between now, as we prepare for the fall. Oof. In terms of marketing, let's see. Um, I'll give you this. This applies to everybody. Cause you might have people who are listening to this from your community who are looking for a new job and this will apply for business owners and new job people. And honestly, for everybody to like, it's like a little self-therapy is what you think a lot. I say expose your awesomeness online is one of my catchphrases. 
And a lot of people don't validate what makes them special. And I think that's an interesting one. So one of those examples is I had an intern that was lovely and she was like, oh, like, you know, I want to learn social media or like, I like events and all that stuff. So I kept asking her, I do this thing where I like extract ideas from people. I said, why do you love events? Tell me more. And she's like, well, I remember planning my sweet 16 and I actually almost had more fun planning my sweet 16 than just going <laughs> to it. And I'm like, what a story. That one line tells me so much about your determination, your love of events, your care, your level of detail. And I said, you know, this is what you should share. You should put this on your LinkedIn. LinkedIn's great, by the way. So the next day, I think she had an interview for like another job, like doing events that summer. And she got the job after she mentioned the story. And I was like, it's so, it shows like people so much. And especially with like young women, um, like we don't like, like even me, like I didn't know that like a volunteer initiative that I did was so valuable, right? Like I used to volunteer at like a a group that was for single moms and I would babysit the kids while they went to training and they got to mingle with each other and support each other on their challenges. And I was like, that's really cool. And a lot of people are like, Oh, I didn't work full time. Can I say that on my, like my profile? And I'm like, yeah, because it tells people like the level of care you put into whatever community you're trying to serve. So that's one thing I would say, validate the coolness that you have. Um, if you are looking for a job or business, a lot of businesses can leverage LinkedIn. So I would say if you can go on LinkedIn, as often as you do now, maybe increase it ever so slightly and add one or two nice, cute things about yourself every time you check your profile. Hopefully in a short amount of time, you'll have a really nice profile that showcases who you are. Don't be boring. Don't be an interesting because you are way cooler than your profile probably makes it out to be. If you want more tips um, for any of you, I can even send you this link too after. I have like a whole uh, slideshow of all my favorite LinkedIn profiles to give you inspiration. So you can download that free on my website, yoursocialmediasherpa.com. And the last thing is my favorite social media quote that I wish I had written. And it's that social media is about the people, not about your business or maybe even your church. Provide for the people and the people will provide for you. What a great list. Bloom. Because <laughs> like you, you did this thing like when you, when we it was exchanging emails with the person I was exchanging. And then you had Me. this. This great loom. <laughs> what, is, what is that? I've never heard of that before. Loom? Oh, is the first time you've seen loom. Yeah. Loom is a very easy way to make and send videos. So one of the use cases I really love to talk about it is it's like you're meeting without having a meeting. So let's say we wanted to talk about something or you want to do a pre-interview, but like our schedules didn't line up. I can say, well, here's my ideas for the show. I can send you that video and you can reply with another video being like, okay, what do you think of this? And we can basically talk to each other without having to spend like an hour negotiating on a meeting. Uh, it also lets you do quick training videos. So let's say you're trying to get your producer um, caught up on some new technology that you have. You can quickly record this thing and it'll give you a link immediately and you can send them the link. It's like, here's how you do this job. Uh, Use it with freelancers to be like, hey, this is what I want you to do for this task. Watch this video and it'll explain everything. I don't have to re-explain myself 10 times. It's way faster than recording it on my phone or trying to upload it somewhere. Is it a monthly, on, is it monthly fee on that one? Yeah, but it, there's like a free plan. Um, the one that I use, I pay for it. I, I think I'm just going to keep giving them my money because I'm like very thrilled about it. Um, <laughs> when I but said, it's like I 10 bucks, like, maybe. I was, yeah. I was, I was, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little jealous. I was like, but what is that? <laughs> Cool. Um, hashtag ad slash like not an ad, but it's fine. It could be an ad for them. They're really cool. No, you should get a, an affiliate uh, link. Affiliate? Do I have an affiliate link? I have like a whole list of affiliates for like a bunch of other products I use on my per- my secret personal website. So, um, okay, so there's so, stuff there, but I don't think I've done my shoot. I don't actually think I have like, I should put Loom on there because now I'm really obsessed. Here, I can send you this link in the chat. Like this has basically, if you go to my secret personal website, really, I look, I have a personal website. It's a little different. 
but it has basically my link to where we met, which is Podmath, which is really cool, where I hire, there's another website where I hire people really quickly who are very good at what they do. My budgeting software is on there. My email management tools on there. My website's on there. My email marketing tools on there. Um, Patreon, uh, my glasses company, but I really upset with any because they have a really bad affiliate program where I print stuff, where I edit videos, where you can hire freelancers, like where you can hire tutors. Like I have everything on there. I'm like, let me just make it once and I'll just send it to people. But I should add Loom on there. I wonder if they do have an affiliate. Now you're going to dig me in the rabbit hole of Loom. But um, I, I really like Loom. I, I liked it. Invite team members. I don't know if they even have an, they should have an affiliate program. Whatever. If, you know what? Not everything is an affiliate or not everything is easy to figure out if it's an affiliate, but it's okay. It's their loss if it's not obvious to me. But it's also cool because I could like um, see when someone's viewed a video, they can respond with emojis, which is really nice. Um, there's a lot of really cool uh, features that just make it really smooth. You could edit videos together. Oh, the other great one, which is really good for accessibility for a lot of different people, not just those with um, disabilities, is that it transcribes all the video recordings. Now it's a, it's a newer feature. So I have a lot of people that don't love to talk or they don't love. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply watching videos and they could just like skim through my video through the text and the text will sync up the video so they don't have to necessarily watch the whole video they can just skim it which is nice so uh welcome to loom everybody (laughs) this is dope yeah i like your um Everyone who's listening right now, he is mesmerized looking at something right now. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. I'm sorry, everyone. It's, no, this, this is, is great. This is real time. This I'm going to tell you about his joy. <laughs> and, and what um, well, you got to let me know what where I can get this, where because I need something like this because I have I have affiliate I have affiliate links all over the place, and I I, I use um, I use uh, Bitly. But oh, I love it. I, that's what I use for mine too. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's you made that on Bitly. Um, some of my links on my website are on Bitly. Oh, okay. We have introduced a creator program. You can earn 15% recurring commission for every paid user referred to Loom in their first year if you're interested in applying. Oh, they make you have to apply? Yeah, that, don't that suck? Why go through the extra steps? So I know, but they have a Loom. Oh, no, they have a YouTube video to explain how to get onto Loom. That's really awkward. Uh, it makes me feel really confused. <laughs> um, whatever, what are you going to do? If I don't get it's fine. It's not the end of the world, but I do love referring people when I can. No, I mean, yeah. it's, it's good. Um, so one of the things, for those of you who don't understand, we said we was going to nerd out a little bit. One of the things that you don't understand is so many different ways to make money on social yeah. media. And one of the ways is to refer people to think products and ser- goods and services that you use. Yep. And 
you get a small commission off of those products, goods, and services. But as you build your audience and you start to make, you can make videos of concerning those products, goods, and services. The more people um, purchase those things or link through you, the, the more uh, money you make. Plus, yep. um, let's, I'm going to leave on, on this. The importance of using um, Reels on Instagram, Facebook, as they try to knock TikTok out the same way that they do <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> Are you are you um are you are you going to are you getting into the reels market? No, you're staying. Look, my people are on LinkedIn. That's where I'm playing my battle, and I have an email list that like has got really easy social media tips every other week. So like that's been my adventure. Is that like if I try to stretch myself too thin, it's going to be awful. And I think I see too many people trying that. It's yeah. It's so you have to prioritize, and that's where I prioritized. It's been profitable for me. (laughs) See, LinkedIn LinkedIn was was kind of difficult for me. So I'll I'll shoot you. Um, we'll email about that. Maybe. You oh can... yeah, I've, I looked at your LinkedIn profile. I was like, ooh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on LinkedIn in almost twelve years. Twelve years? This is a twelve-year-old profile. Yeah. Oh wow! It actually says where you worked in twenty twelve. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Holy cow! And you have some contacts on there. It depends on what you're trying to do, right? But having, uh, you know, what I'll tell you. Sometimes the easiest thing you can do, if you're not going to manage that account, you'll see this on my. Instagram, you'll see this on like other social. I'm in like a lot of social media profiles that I'll tell people like, hey, this is not where I party on the internet. Come follow me on LinkedIn or go to my YouTube channel or go whatever. So like for some people, it's like, hey, this Twitter account's more important. So you direct people to where you want them to go and and say, hey, this is not where you want to be. But if you want to find my podcast, go here. You know, I don't check this very much. If you want to contact me, go there. But LinkedIn and use it is, in a landing page. LinkedIn yeah. is 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 a good way to go. Maybe, but like at minimum, if you could just do that and say, Hey, like I have a podcast, check it out. And then if you never touch it again, fine, but at least it'll give someone a place to go because if they Google you and this comes up, it doesn't really tell people a lot about who you are. And this might be the first place they look. Same with like a website, right? That's what I do when I Google my clients before we work together, like, or before, like for their video review process, I will see what comes up on Google. And for one of the new clients I just started with his old, he's a, he's a corporate magician, which is so cool. Uh, did you know that existed? Welcome everybody. Corporate magicians, everybody. So he had all these other websites for different kinds of magic that he did that were not the focus of his business, including kids, magic, magic with his wife. And I'm like, well, if you're trying to, if your magic with your wife thing comes up first, um, and that's not what you're trying to sell, and you don't direct people to that actual website of what you're currently selling, that's like a missed opportunity for you. And you want so, to take a little bit? You said magic so, with his wife? Yeah, yeah, he's a magician. He's a magician and he does. <laughs> <I sell. laughs> he, they do a duo show. And they're the cutest couple. The and my wife be like, oh, that, that's not corporate. <laughs> whatever. Like, it's cute. Um, yeah, but like, she's wondering. awesome in her own right, right? She has her own marketing. But like, if that's the first thing that comes up on Google, then he's missing a chance to advertise the trade show magician world that he's um, very deep Sorry. into, right? So. Um, that's, if you do a minimal effort that can't hurt, just like, Hey, you know what? I'm not on LinkedIn a lot, but check out my podcast because someone might see that first. I don't know if they will. I haven't, I haven't fully stalked you on the internet to be like, this is what, <laughs> what you should change, but keep that in mind. Yeah, that's, I, I will. I'm, I'm going to um, reach out to you and, and, and probably, I'll probably get some coaching because the yeah. reason I got frustrated with LinkedIn is I just, that wasn't my game. Um, it's all about how you use it. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. Can you monetize on there too? Well, monetizing in the sense that like you can sell that, like you can get people to become customers, right? Like 
when I post videos all the time, teaching people about social media, they get to learn. Like we've had a conversation here. They get all these nuggets from me, which then makes them trust me more. And then say, Hey, like I want to work with you. And that's more valuable to me than like influencer marketing or, um, like view count stuff. Also LinkedIn's a hot mess in terms of like, I want, I keep saying, I want them to steal a few developers from, from like Facebook so they could like modernize the platform, but it, it does have valuable things. Um, it has been a huge door opener for my business, but it's not because of the platform. It's because the people that I bring to the platform, right. It's that I have a lot of contacts that have known me for years. And when they see me pop up, they already have a feeling of support and love for me. Right. That's the secret sauce to everything. Well, Charlie, in the words of my favorite interviewer, I believe we said it all. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) This was a, this was a very, very refreshing conversation. I love your energy. Um, Thank you. Um, and, I, and, I, and I know that you're already successful. Do you have a podcast? Where can we find you? What do you, what do you Ooh, I secretly have a podcast that I don't advertise. It was just like, here's the day in my life. Every episode was two minutes long. It was wild. Oh, wow. and it's secretly on the internet, but I don't advertise it ever. It's about doing what I love, loving what I do. And I was an experiment because I was like, do I want to commit to podcasting? Because I bless you. This is like the hardest thing to do because you have to not only make the audio, you have to maybe plan the interview. What are you going to ask? What are you going to do? Edit it, transcribe it, whatever. Post it out everywhere. Like it is the hardest thing to do well. So I admire that. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do a baby step of this and see if I even like the energy it's going to take to do it. So there's, it's a secret thing you can find me on, but I'm your social media, Sherpa.com. You can get access to all of my favorite LinkedIn profiles. It'll give you lots of ideas. Actually, if you just get that, your, your mind is going to be blown. You're like, oh, I should say more about myself. Uh, you also have access to these like purchasable videos where I like teach people about like how to hack the Instagram hashtags. Somewhat relevant. It's a little, there's some things that have changed since then, but I usually stay in touch with anybody who buys it to be like, here's what you do. Uh, those top like 10 plus content ideas to fill your calendar all year. It's kind of like my profile review. Uh, it's less customized than a pro- like one that someone purchases, but it'll give you a very clear understanding about how social media works, especially if you're a traditional business owner who doesn't get it yet, but knows they need to be on their case. It'll just blow your mind. Uh, and I also have tons of blogs. I have tons of YouTube videos. Like there, if you want to learn from me, it, it's all over the internet and you can find it. So uh, yeah, your social media, Sherpa.com, Shiley, you can get on LinkedIn, follow me for easy insights my email or on LinkedIn. I can talk about this all day. I don't know. There's a lot of places to find me. Your social media sherpa.com. <laughs> well, all of the all of the links will be in uh, um, <laughs> the podcast. In the, in the podcast notes. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and and we really, really thank you for for taking the time out to yes, have this indeed. wonderful, wonderful conversation. If there's yes. anything that you have coming up, any clients, Oof. anything, any referrals, just let me know your oh, yeah. you seat at the table. Um, Thank any, you. Any, any changes that come up that you think the audience needs to know about and we can just sit down and, and talk Oof. about, uh, you, you let me know and you're here. I'm in. Yeah. You just put me on your calendar and I'm in. I will. I love talking about stuff. So whatever <laughs> makes sense for you, just call me. I'm in. But so, so. Um, also, if anybody wants to say hi to me, this is actually a sidebar. Every Friday, I like leave a video call open on a, a platform called Two Can Events and people just walk in and say hi to me. So that's kind of fun. It's on my LinkedIn profile. What? Toucan Events. Yeah, Toucan Events is the the company, the the platform I use. It's so fun. But yeah, if people want to say hi, it's my open door. All so, right. Yeah. Uh, I'll check it out. Um, so everyone, you can choose any way that you want to walk. Some people choose to walk in depression. Some um, when I say choose to walk in depression, I'm not saying that depression is not real, clinical depression, but some people just like to be sad. 
and they want everybody around them sad. So that's what I'm talking about. So I want to make the distinction between the two. Some people can choose to walk in failure. Some people can choose walking, look behind them saying, oh, my dad wouldn't have did this and my mom wouldn't have did that and making excuses. Some people can choose to walk in joy. But as for those who listen to this podcast, we walk in victory. So I just want to say thank you for listening to another episode. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, whether you're listening on iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Plus or Google Play. Um, and wherever platform you're listening on, we need that subscribership. I don't put no, uh, I don't ask for cash apps or Zells. I don't ask for your money. Your money, your currency to me is your listenership. Your currency to me is your subscribership. And you can go and purchase a t-shirt, a Walking Victory t-shirt, and the link is in the subscription. A portion of that money help us to feed our community. And we thank you. Peace. Woo! As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.